because it's not doing shit for me other than spamming the hell out of me. Well, oh, yeah, I hey. get every now and then I get some good connections. So we are live. All right. We'll keep trashing LinkedIn again. Yeah. Let's talk Fucking a little spammy bit though, piece of about shit. This, this, this piece of shit. Now, yeah. The number one threat to crypto currency is crypto. <laughs> Bitcoin could be displaced by Ether, which could be displaced by Dodge, which could be displaced by Hamster Coin. And then there's Cobra Coin. What could Mongo's coin do to crypto coin? Now, he just a babbling fucking idiot. Just, yeah, I mean, babbling fucking idiot. And it was so much fun to watch. I watched his whole segment and he made zero fucking sense. And well, hey, you know, go tell the BTC maxis that hamster coins coming for him, you know. And he's like yesterday. He's like he's like was trying to get uh, Coinbase in a gotcha. He was like to the legal counsel for Coinbase. He was like, uh, uh, if I buy a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin today, and I decide and it stays the the same price, and three days from now I decide to sell it, will I get the hundred dollars back, or will I get ninety four dollars and fifty cents back? And she was like, well, it depends on which product you're what just yes or no, just yes or no. And she's like, okay, well, there are products on our exchange where you would pay a 2% fee for that exchange. So yes, you would have less than that. Aha. He was like, just like, dude, you are, I mean, it was like this incoherent rambling, like just, it's obvious he doesn't have a clue about his enemy crypto. And so he just rants on. I mean, this is the guy that takes money from payday loan companies. Wait, so, what's his? Uh, oh, yes, he's a scumbag like that. What is this? Um, what district is he in? In California? He's he must in, be California in like 13. Orange County or something. No, no. I mean, he's a dem. You know, he's oh, he's he's, he's a, a nineteen dem? point. It's a nineteen point dem district. Like, and this is a dem congressman. What a fucking yeah. moron. Yeah. Um, so my friend Erica Rhodes is running against him. That's right. And, I remember you talking about her. And she's fucking awesome. She's about to go over 250 grand raised for the quarter. So more crypto people are jumping in. Um, but I, what I love oh. is, so I also, I also tweeted. Uh, He's a fucking accountant. Yeah, totally. Oh, God. Yeah, no wonder. Fucking dweeb. No wonder. Takes okay. Chunks of money from banks and payday loan companies. Shocking, isn't it? Yeah. And he lives in Sherman Oaks, shocking. California. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, isn't that where uh, from Two and a Half Men? Isn't that where Judith lives? Alan's ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this guy looks like a total troll. Oh, um, he's a total dick. Just, but you know, somebody just, needs to educate him. You know, well, I I, look, I mean, he is the number one guy in all of Congress that hates crypto. Like his, he he's legendary for that. That's his. That's his fucking. You know, that's what he hangs his hat on. Now he's a total total liberal Democrat living in a total liberal Democratic district. So he's perceived as safe, but um, Erica's running against him in the primary. Hodel Pack's endorsed her. Uh, mm -hmm. They're going to run negative against him, uh, you know, closer to election day. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. I, I, I tweeted yesterday after that video came out, thoughts and prayers for his campaign team, because 
I can't imagine having an asshole like that for my uh, client. And then like knowing that now he has competition is probably terrifying. So, well, you know, it's, I mean, you said he's getting money from all those payday loan companies. Yep. Groups like that. I mean, that that's just modern day indentured servitude, those types of places. Exactly. So it's dirty money. Um, I mean, I'm surprised that, say, the tech guys and the crypto guys haven't, you know, started contributing to try to influence them. I mean, because we know these guys say whatever their contributors want to say. So I'm surprised yeah. that hasn't happened yet because there's a lot more money with those guys than there is with these old yeah, world, a, you know. He's a legendary meme like vehemently anti Bitcoin he, there are, you just search his name on YouTube and crypto or Bitcoin. And there he's given way too many speeches to ever change his tune on, on crypto. He he's yeah. locked in that position. He can well, never he needs change to go. Yeah. Yeah. He's What's like, this, who's this other gal, Erica, you're talking about that. You're Erica fan Rhodes, fantastic uh, woman. Just, and I know her because uh, she Yang stuff. was like a super volunteer on the Yang campaign. And, um, um, she is a school teacher, a science teacher It's in uh, high school or yeah, high school, I think. And, uh, pro crypto pro Bitcoin has been doing the circuit on all the crypto podcasts. Um, and you know, we just need to get crypto people off their ass to contribute money. But anyway, I don't want to spend a lot of time on politics today, but, uh, I, I thought that was pretty funny. Now I did do a little bit of tweaking on smart coin yesterday. Am I lagging cool. on your side, Joe? Uh, no, not really. A tiny God, bit at the lagging. first, but I thought it was my VPN. Mine's off. No, I'm lagging on my side. Let me close out of some shit here. Hold on. Hold Yeah, these. she looks pretty impressive. I'm just on her website. She's I mean, fantastic. Look, these are the people you want in Congress. You want people that are actually doing something else first. Right. It's not, you know, and someone who's a, a teacher, and I, you know, a science teacher, it looks like, educator, advocate, yep. citizen. I mean, I don't know anything yep. about her. But she seems to be, you know, trying to address a lot of the problems rather than just, you know, bitching and yeah. whining like most. Well, of the and what I, and, and there are people in this space that are like, I'll never give money to a Democrat. I'll never help a Democrat. And it's like, look, there is going to be a Democrat in this seat. You, you are never going to change that. Right. Yeah. It, it's a 19 point Democratic district. This is a liberal district. You can have the enemy of crypto or you can have pro crypto pick. Right. And he's influential chairman of one of the finance committees. Um, you know, he holds a lot of weight and here's the key thing. If we give through HODL pack $2 million to Erica Rhodes and this guy loses, it, it's not a necessarily just about him losing. It's about the message it sends to everybody in Congress. Mm -hmm. Safe, safe congressman gets his ass kicked by an upstart school teacher because of $2 million in crypto money. That sends a message to every other person in Congress, get in line, take the money from crypto, or be prepared to be primaried. You know, And so I think that's what people need to understand. This is tactical, this is strategic. So Ryan Selkis from Masari is big time on Erica's team. Dennis Porter, a big time Bitcoin maximalist uh, influencer, is big time on Erica's team. This is across the board libertarians republicans and democrats saying well, let's kill this guy not literally yeah, let's kill yeah. his career and go after him hard and so that's what everybody needs to understand anyway a little smart coin Where's yeah smart we'll keep coin? we'll keep our tabs on her and um you know i mean look this 
you know, she's going to be more receptive to a lot of the issues that are resonating today. I mean, this guy was born in 1954, yep. I think. I was watching, before you jump into this, I was watching yeah, a little ahead. bit about Bob Dole's, Bob, Bob, Bob Dole's uh, service in the Capitol Dome. And of course, I was thinking, wow, you know, this is what this dome is for, but, you know, versus populist outrage. And, you know, and then I started really think because, you know, I did some work with him on the getting the Americans with disability, a very small part, getting the American with Disabilities Act through. Um, uh -huh. Members of my family worked for his foundation. So I knew the guy a little bit. Um, and it reminded me of that era when you had this, you know, whether it was, you know, Sam Nunn, Dick Luger, these are all Republicans, um, but they were centrist and they would reach across the aisle to go do deals with, you know, Kennedy's and Hyde and, you know, the big democratic um, senators and Bob Dole would champion that. I mean, he put through things like the food security act, social security act stuff, revisions, um, right. ADA. And this was a Republican and, you know, he's from Kansas yep. too. And so, yeah. you know, guys served in world war II, was wounded and everybody who knew him, you knew not to reach out with your right hand to shake his hand because that was the, the one that was all withered up and, you know, barely, you know, functional. Right. So everybody shake right. hands with him with left hand. And I just started thinking about how, um, you know, I just, this is before social media and all the social media mobs, but, you know, people got shit done. They governed. Now everybody just wants to yep. rail and throw shit at the wall and bitch yeah. and whine. And if they win, they don't even want to govern. I mean, don't, no. don't the people well, look, really want someone that's going to govern? We've gotten to the point, though, where um, the members of Congress are no longer actually even involved in making the legislation. They hold the committee hearings, but the bills are written. They are not decided on in committees anymore, right? Whoever yeah. the Speaker of the House is and the minority leader are, that's who decides what gets on the floor for a vote. And half the time, they don't get to read the bill before it gets there. And the 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 division between Republican and Democrat has been a, become a winner-take-all thing, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to climb into saying how that happened, but I have my own theories. But the bottom line is, is that um, we've reached that point where it used to be like, um, Patrick Moynihan would work directly with Ronald Reagan on legislation, um, mm -hmm. tax legislation, no less. Um, and now there is none because what's seen by these guys is any, any willingness to compromise, which is our entire government is based on politics, any willingness to compromise is weakness and will piss off your base. Right. And yeah. that's, First, first and foremost is the radical left, the radical right control both parties in the primaries. And so, uh, except for presidential, yeah. Biden, the center got it. Yeah, anyway. I just don't. Um, so yesterday yeah, I was looking at. Yeah, let's go to this. Go to this. Yeah. I... So yesterday, well, and we need to divide the parties up, right? We need like four or yeah. five parties. Anyway. I think so too. Um, uh, yesterday uh, I was looking at um, uh, SmartCoin and I don't know why something spurred it. Um, I, oh, I know what it was. I was looking at Jade and yeah. their uh, own. That's that's the smart coin guys own thing. So oh, if everybody remembers. Yeah. If everybody remembers. And yeah, where they say they're going to be better than Olympus Dow. Um, yeah. If everybody remembers, you know, during the time that I was investing in this, I said, look, these guys are manipulating people. This is the entire model that they're doing is manipulate people into believing they're heroes of the little guy and. They're, they have this grand vision, this incredible plan. So <laughs> yesterday I tweeted this chart, which is SmartCoin. I said, 
the power of viral marketing experts and a Harvard professor, because that's their big thing. Like they even have it on their Jade website, right? <coughs> so I tweeted this. Now, I, you know, everybody that listens to this show, if you're still in Smart Kind or you're a big believer, I'm 100% behind you being able and willing to do that. And these guys doing it. I'm not telling anybody to shut them down. I'm a free markets guy. I, I'm just trying to educate people at the triggers these people are using to get people to invest money. And I will tell you that a lot of people, I made money because I knew to get out. A lot of people lost money in this, right? Yeah. A lot of people ended up down here dumping out or wait, buying into the next coin, which was smarter coin, right? And saying, oh, here's the big secret plan. It's smarter coin, right? So this one starts failing, dumping to the shit. And so they look, oh, no, no, we've got better, better tokenomics. We're launching smarter coin. Anyway, the point is this. I don't buy their bullshit. I never did, but I've had a lot of fun watching what they were doing and they are manipulating people into their projects. So I tweeted that and some dude said, <laughs> what do you say? The token's not in use anymore. Everything's moved to smarter. That was the second coin. This chart is meaningless. If you don't follow the game they're playing, you should be looking at Jade instead. So this is the smarter chart. So I said, do you mean this one? <laughs> Wait a minute. Why is it taking so long? <laughs> I said, do you mean this one? And, you know, I'm being a smart ass, right? But the bottom line is, look, I, I, I absolutely support the free markets right for these guys to create stuff and market it any way they want. But I am not going to buy into someone who starts off being disingenuous, who's obviously lying to me and trying to manipulate me into holding, staying, not yield farming, not compounding. You know, it's a game they're playing and they think that their Harvard professor is teaching them how to manipulate people. If you... The other side of that is there are a lot of humans that like being manipulated. We want to believe in something, right? And so if there's a tribe that wants to believe in something together, as in our politics, then this is something that's fun to do. But at the end of the day, there's only yeah. going to be a few people that get rich off this shit. And it's going to be the founders and the people who play <laughs> the game the one. best possible way. <laughs> exactly. So, hey, so quick question. I, I What's the name of that Harvard professor, the alleged Harvard professor? Do you know? I name? don't think they've actually ever disclosed his. Oh, his, okay. He, he has not been doxxed, the Harvard oh, professor. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Harvard would love to see that. Um, you know what I find with um, most of these alleged <laughs> we Harvard. Reach out, yeah. We should reach out to Harvard and say, yeah. hey, we hear there's a Harvard professor involved in this cryptocurrency. What I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do this. Yeah, we should do that on the show. We should call him yeah. up like Howard Stern yeah. used to do. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, hello Harvard. <laughs> Who's the one running that Ponzi called Smarter Coin? What are your professors? <laughs> but you know what I usually find? It's like on LinkedIn and why I think it's such a piece of shit now. Is that you see all these people in their education, Harvard University, and you go yeah. and look at oh, what's the degree in? It's like they went to like a three-week online course and earned a certificate <laughs> in like fucking whatever, you know? And now they're all, you know, executive management theory or, you know, some yeah. you know, public speaking, whatever, better TED Talks, some shit uh, like or, that. Or coach, executive yeah. coach now. Yeah, now they're an executive like, coach. Yeah, I'm like, look, if you don't have an undergrad degree from there or a master's degree or doctorate from there, you don't put it on your resume. 
Nobody exactly. gives a shit about continue. You can put it at the bottom of your resume down there, that little that yeah. technical things. But you don't put it on your education line. I mean, that's just <laughs> God, I can't, it kills me every time I see that. And half these people don't even have an undergrad degree from anywhere. And they're exactly. Harvard. So exactly. Um, so I didn't mean to digress on Harvard. No, that's okay. So anyway, here's the bottom line. Look look, them up. The, interestingly enough, Jade is kind of performing an up and down move, very much like Olympus. Um, not very much like Olympus, more extreme volatility than Olympus. But you've got a group of guys claiming they're going to do Olympus better than Olympus did Olympus, does Olympus. And I'm sorry, you didn't invent Olympus. You're not the big brain behind it. You're not, and you're also not, Daniel, at time, you're, you, you just obviously aren't this. You're taking existing code that other people created and you're forking it and you're trying to make money, more power to you, make the money you can make. I'm, this is... I'm a capitalist. This is a free market. Go for it. But why do you have to start a project lying and manipulating people, right? And I apologize to everyone that's in it that believes the shit they're saying. I don't personally. I could be completely wrong. They could be wonderful people trying to help the little guy. But well, what are the, you know, what are the odds? I see the same thing going on with Hatter. And, you know, it's like, they did one and they launched another token, Joseph. And, you know, now those tokens are basically dead in the water. There's no volume. Right. And now they're coming out with an airdrop of a third token called, you know, Here we go. Charter. <laughs> if or first... What? It's just so funny, man. It's like, okay, first token, fail. Yeah. Second token, fail. Fail. Maybe third and, token. Maybe third token yeah. will do it. And, and their, how their much third of, uh, uh, what? And how much of the crew can we keep coming along? Like, what percentage do you have to keep dragging along to make the real money? Well, so here's the dialogue in the chats and Telegram and everything. Is that, oh, man, I came in with four grand, 20 grand, five grand, whatever, oh, and I'm down to oh, like, you know, $4, $6, and I, and I earned oh. 34 cents in time. You know, that was the reward, time. And um, um, Oh, yeah, that's right. I, you got the free time. I forgot. Yeah, I think I've got 52 cents worth at this point of time after, what, a couple of weeks. But, you know, the thing is that, um, you know, it keeps going to the next one. So nobody has a choice, but you know, none of these people are going to come in and buy charter. I mean, they're trying to get this thing out there planning where everybody who's down 80 or 95% will come in and cause they're going to get airdropped the, something related to the number of tokens, not the dollar value or the dollar value they put in or anything. So right. now they're trying to pitch, Hey, you need to buy more when we drop the charter, which, you know, you put a dollar sign, you know, token symbol in front of it and you get charter which is about, you know, pretty much appropriate. It's a big old shart. And um, which, you know, I don't need to translate that for anybody. It's English. Just Google it. But, um, you know, it's just you kind of go how much that I'm not sure. This is why I only threw in like 50 bucks and, you know, got eight and a right. half billion of them because I knew it was probably a piece of shit. But if it's exactly. not, you know, whatever, then you kind of have a fun. It's like gambling. But yep. that people actually are believing this shit. Um, it's incredible. You know, and these are people who can't afford to lose the money. You know, it's they're they're playing that whole like kind of lottery game thing where, or yeah. you know, the numbers you guys, game. You guys have but, to understand when we talk about these projects, we're aping and degening into. We're doing this with with extra money, and we're not doing it with large amounts of money. We're doing it with shit that was like, yeah, let's do this for the show, and and I don't got to pay rent with that, right? I'm not feeding my children with that money, so. Yeah. um it's really important for you to understand it. Now, just for shits and giggles, I've got the Jade chart up. 
I'm not as doesn't. Ins- I've actually heard skills. people saying decent stuff about this one, though. Look, it's an Olympus probably, Del, it's an Olympus yeah. Del Fork on BSC, right? I mean, you, you're not going to go wrong at the beginning. Here's what happens: Do people believe your shit that you're going to become this venture capital protocol and you're going to make smart investments into startup projects or not? If they stop believing you, which you know. Third time's a charm. If they stop believing you, then guess what? TVL, this is going to dump. Now, the good news is because it's Olympus Dow fork, there is a chance that somebody could take this thing over if it does collapse and turn it into a productive asset because it's got an awesome framework, right? The the, the kind of framework that if you're the guy in that's still in at a dollar, what are we at? 433? If you're still in at a dollar and there's only 10 of you or 20 of you or 100 of you, you guys are going to print a lot of fucking jade, and and then if you can if you can resuscitate the project and the mission of the project, there's a lot of opportunity. So, I, I will say that if you're if you're down and out in a in a in a um, Olympus Dow protocol project clone, there and you're willing to galvanize a community around the dead project, you can. There's a lot of potential there. Mm-hmm. The, the machinery is solid, so. You could actually turn it into something if you can give it a mission and a cause and a reason and a brand. Um, yeah. So that's you know, what I was going to ask. What is everybody call what it is, Phoenix? Oh, call it Phoenix. Okay. I said, what don't it, call though? it Phoenix because that's yeah. overused for failed projects. Yeah, yeah, rising from the ashes. Um, yeah. My question is, what is their end game? You know, do they have a thing they're trying to do? Like, yeah, it's, the thing is, it's. I mean, the thing I read a few weeks ago was, uh, it is a. Uh, you know what I think is the real pig of my memory is fucking StreamYard. I think that's the pig of my. I think that's the well, thing that sucks the, no, the RAM out said, of my machine. You got to get rid of that Mac, man. I'm telling you, those are like Dude, those Mac fanboys. They don't work. Don't even try. I'm just running on my disposable try. laptop here with no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. I only have eight gig of RAM in this one. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, so it's crushing it still. Maybe your VPN is uh, is is off on. I mean, no, it's not. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it has to do with the share screen in browser. It's Chrome derivative browser Brave, which is shit, and it's Streamyard and the RAM it takes. So this is it. Uh, you know, zero preminting, zero venture capitalists, zero insiders. Like it's like we're the heroes, <laughs> except for us. Except for us. Yeah, no, not us too, but I mean them. Yeah. 15% of treasury used for buybacks and marketing. And here we go. Des from Google, a Harvard professor and viral marketing experts. Mm. Yeah. Mm, there we go. Um, now, when I read it previously, what I read was that, oh, look, 466 million APY. Remember, it's, that's not far off from the APIs I was getting on SmartCoin before I dumped yeah. out and took yeah. my profits. Um What's the rebase? I, oh, look, look, let the games begin. So what's happening in eight days? Let's see. Let's see what, let's see what oh, manipulation. Rug, rug number three? <laughs> <laughs> We've scheduled rug number three for eight days and 22 hours. So DCA now. <laughs> but we have, oh, and that's what's the crazy thing. Somebody replied to me, I must be a true believer, and said, well, no, this, you're not, you don't understand the whole game. Just wait for here it is. Just wait for FLF coin. So there is another coin coming. Yeah. They are doing some fucking other thing. I, I it's it's incredible. 
Yeah, no, I, it is so, you know, the big warning sign here should have been, you know, if I was going to make up a professor and it's a tech project, I think I would go with the MIT professor over the Harvard there, professor. Yeah, right. Or exactly. the Caltech professor. It's so going to turn their, out to be a, a, a horticulture professor. Yeah, or it's the religious studies professor or whatever. Exactly. You know, otherwise known as the Dad, atheism degree. Dad, you're a Harvard professor. I'm going to say you're on our project, okay? <laughs> Here's some tokens for you, buddy. Look, being a smart coin diamond hander, owning, owning smarter equals best. Owning and or diamond handing Jade as a new entrance to the game equals second best. Let the games commence. So again, we're gamifying it. It's going to be fun. If you hold, if you really hold, if you don't sell, diamond handers will get the most rewards. I mean, dude, it's like, What's incredible to me is that we as human beings have not trained other human beings in analytical thinking well enough that well, that they go for it. But what I also think happens is I think people know they're being conned. And and I think they just like playing the game, you know? Yeah. So and that's cool too. Again, everybody do your own thing. Win money, lose money, make money. I don't care. It's all good with me, but I'm gonna work to help educate people to look for the signs of manipulation. Well look, this is also a lot like musical chairs in my mind. If you yeah. come in early, it goes up Start taking profits. Don't be the one who's yeah. standing there at the end and there's not enough chairs because I right. guarantee there's not going to be enough chairs if you're the diamond hand guy. Right yeah. Now. Well, and with SmartCoin, what did they do? They made it so that, I don't remember what the fucking mechanism is, but there was some fucking mechanism that at the end of the 10 phases, if you held all the way through, your wallet was going to get more rewards. Well, who gives a shit if you get more rewards if it's $10,000 off what you paid for the shit in the beginning? I mean, 10,000 X yeah. lower than what you paid for the shit in the beginning. It doesn't matter. Just, yeah. just use your common sense, people. Well, you anyway. know, people want to buy the dream. I mean, it's of the course. reason people we buy lottery do. tickets, you know, even we though the odds do. are like 80 trillion to one, you yep. know, because you get, you send that dollar on the lottery ticket and you start thinking, God, what would I do with all that money? And you exactly. actually vicariously kind of have it in your head and you don't expect to win, but you have yep. the dream. So they're that's selling right. the dream. And, and, you know, yep. that's the thing, you know, I've been sold a dream plenty of times in my life. And every time I start hearing that Me dream too. thing going off, warning signs start going off because that tells well, that's me the difference. that you're used to it. Yeah. Most people, you've I trained guess, yourself used to it. Yeah. So I yeah. kind of try to go, a lot of times I go counter what my instincts say. So I kind of nice. start thinking that they're playing the emotions. So whenever your emotion starts kicking in, you need to do the opposite. And, you know, in that way, then you, you know, you usually end up being on the winning side. I mean, this is just, right. you, you know, consumer behavior, you know, behavioral science, whatever. Yeah. Everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to be rich for nothing. Nobody wants to work for it because as we know, found money is more fun than earned money. And, you know, but of course we go blow it right after that. But the point is that, you know, listen to yourself. And then after a while you do a few of these, you're going to realize, oh, it doesn't make sense to wait to the end. It makes sense to sell halfway through and get right. out with three X. That's the win. You know, the win is three X. The win is not negative um, 90%. If you want to train your brain, I highly recommend this book, Influenced by Robert B. Cialdani. Cialdini. I um, use this when I teach at the MBA program at FIU um, and teaching persuasion. Um, it's a fantastic guide for how we get manipulated. A professor that, um, of sociology that took 
all of his students, they compiled data from hundreds of uh, influence and persuasion studies, found the kind the primary six triggers of, uh, of influence and persuasion. Then they actually went out and worked in jobs that use those tactics. So they went and worked as used car salesmen. They went out and worked in all kinds of jobs that use different persuasion tactics to get people to take an action that they normally wouldn't take. Fascinating book. It will, number one, it will teach you how to avoid and recognize the warning signs like you were just talking about, Joe, like going the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. Understand what the manipulation is that's being done to you so you can see it and recognize it. And number two, if you're trying to persuade people of something, it's a great book for understanding the triggers that people that work, right? Social mm -hmm. influence, following a tribe, um, authority figures, all of those things are are the primary methods of influence. I highly, highly recommend this book. That sounds uh, interesting. By Robert Cialdini. It's it's a fantastic book anyway, even if you just read it for just shits and giggles and to get a little knowledge. So well, and yet you think, is he kind of dealing with, well, you said influencers, so he's dealing with the social media effects and how it's used to. No, he he just, oh. no, it was called Influence Before Social Media Was any Even a Thing. I think this is like the 15th edition of this book. Oh, because um, that's kind of what's put all of this on steroids, is the yep. ability to manipulate with the granular data in the social media platforms. Yeah. Um, to cleave and separate and force people into tr different tribes and then make it all yep. or nothing. I mean. Most people aren't reading news. You know, they everybody makes fun of the real newspapers where they have actually real analysis and things in them. Most people are just reading headlines on Facebook or something. And, yep. and you could say anything you want in those headlines. Oh, exactly. Cousin Billy Bob says this and that. Oh, my God. And then everybody's <laughs> up in arms. You know, or, I mean, this is on both sides. I'm not just picking on the country boys. OK, yep. same thing happens in the cities with you know, right. the, the people that are coalescing into those power structures. But just remember, you're always being herded into something. And in that something, there's always going to be somebody trying to separate you from your wallet. Yeah. On all sides of the spectrum. Yeah. So, you know, this is a good book for people that can, um, well, I shouldn't say it that way, people that can read. But for people who have time to read a book, <laughs> you might want to read It's a great audio one. book. By the yeah. way, Audible is your friend. I don't have time to read mm -hmm. books. Um, I don't either. I go to bed exhausted, so I listen to books all the time on audio Um when I'm driving the kids places, whatever, that's where I get my extra knowledge because cool. otherwise I wouldn't ever read anything. So what's anymore. this up on the screen now? Uh, this multi-farm, you know, we've been here before oh. where um, you can see some, I thought we'd just degen in and take a look at some shit that's supposedly paying yeah. high APYs. Now, typically these ones at the top, ones the too. data is wrong. Um, well, here's one. Let's go look at uh, a daily APR of 24.74% on wheat. YLD. Let's see what YLD is. See if we can find YLD. Oh my God, this computer. Yeah, I've got a bunch of stuff up on QuickSwap and Sushi and. Uh, oh, you do? Load it up to and, share? Yeah. Yeah. You want to just. Okay, we'll look at this one. We'll look yeah. at this one and then switch over to you. Okay. Oh, that was on Sushi. Wait a minute. What, uh, what network? ETH. Well, this is interesting. Let's see if this is legit. If it's on Sushi, that's really interesting. Hold on. Let me switch over to Ethereum. Mainnet. Y E L? Y L D. Oh, okay. I see a Y E L -E. on Polygon Sushi with ETH at 163%. Spell. Now, oh, anybody looks... can... Go ahead. 
anybody can set up a pool here, but um, let's see. Y L D. Thirty three thousand two hundred and eighty percent annualized, and according to MultiFarm, it comes out to about twenty five percent APR daily. So uh, that's really interesting. Oh wait, wait, this isn't it. Wait, how did I get switched out of the other one I was in? That was weird. No, they bounce around. If you have the APR APR sort, and they start moving, all of a sudden you're clicking. Oh, there on it is. One. Yeah, there it is. Uh, see now. All right, I'm going to stop using Multifarm. I'm sorry, guys. I actually think we have a member of the team um, that listens to us because he's seen some comments I've made and, and let me know about some bug fixes and stuff. But, I mean, I'm, I'm consistently, when I use Multifarm, I end up on shit that doesn't match the data on Multifarm. And I, I don't want to blame Multifarm because getting this data is really difficult to do. I don't yeah. know if they do it through the contracts or they do it through web scraping, but at some point, I mean, I can't keep counting on this, you know, I can't well, keep you know, counting on the a, tool to get me there. It's a good filter. And, you know, you want to go there and then see what else is there. But look, let me um just pop yeah, me let me, pop. Uh, I'll stop sharing. Yeah. You take yours. Okay. Go ahead. It's coming. Share oh, wait, screen. I have to stop. There we go. Share screen. Which screen? This screen. All right, that should be ready to go. You can load it. I'm going to stand up. I'm tired of sitting. Okay, you need to let me in. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. You're in. Oh, I don't know why it's flashing over there. That's what was it's happening clear. with mine, too. It's clear on my side. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, so, look, this is Sushi Swap Polygon. I uh, have APR sort. So you got your top. I don't know most of these UMB, ATTR. I don't know any of these, you know, 682, um, 382. Bico, I've heard some of. I'm not sure. I can't remember what it is with Weath at 296. But the one I saw when we were just talking that I liked, well, UST Weath is kind of interesting at 177. That's another stable. Um, but where is it? Weath Banana, Cool Weath. I saw... Spell and ETH, maybe I passed it. Spell and ETH is in here somewhere at like 120%. So there's a lot of, and there's Al Alchemix right here with ETH at 129% right there. Right. Um, that's a good one. Um, so you kind of just come to this page, sort on APR, which is at the top, this button. And, you know, it goes both ways, I believe. There's the lowest ones. So there's ohm and, and LUSD, I believe, is that that's the liquidity one, right? The liquidity, liquidity, liquidity one. Liquidity, liquidity. Yeah. You always call it liquidity. That's hilarious. I know, like liquidity split, um, <laughs> which is my like no diamond hands there. I was a little nervous. There you go. But you start at the bottom and you can see that, you know, these are super low. I mean, this is like bank APRs. Um, yeah. So you kind of want to make sure you sort it the right way and then go from there. But I also saw um, some interesting. Now, this is on Sushi. This is sushi swap on Polygon or Matic. Yeah. Um, we should talk about the fact that, um, real quick, that Joseph yeah. DeLong, the CTO of Sushi Swap, publicly resigned on Twitter and via an Ethereum transaction last night. Oh, um, he did. I was wondering what was going to happen there. I saw he's, that fighting. He's just fed up with the community. Now, I have some sympathy for him because being in that position sucks and he's doxxed. And so, you know, the abuse gets worse and the threats get worse and, there's a lot of people invested in sushi. Um, and 
you're going from kind of a benevolent dictator, Maki, who kind of ruled by consensus. Um, mm -hmm. I interviewed him. I have a really long interview. It's just a couple of months before he, he resigned. Um, going from like two dramatically different personalities. DeLong is um, uh, often angry and, and, and hardcore on Twitter and Maki is always calm and pretty peaceful and cool headed. Um, and he's the guy that kind of led them out of their, the original rug that the original developer uh, did to sushi and then actually gave the money back. And Maki was the guy that made it happen. And Maki and a bunch of other people rebuilt sushi from the ground up and turned it into a powerhouse. So uh, it's a tough position to be in DeLong, but here's the thing I think that um, got people. Um, they were angry because he wanted to bring in like and formulate a, a formal company for the sushi development team, right? Like a lot of projects do, Yearn, MakerDAO. There's a lot of projects that there's a core development team that's a separate company that works on behalf of the protocol doing and leading the core development. That company gets paid in the token from the project, but it's a very traditional thing in the blockchain space. It's been mm -hmm. doing on for years. Blockchains that have a development company that's the core development team, other people contribute, but they they guide it, right? That's what he wanted because he wants some real traditional kind of management and project management. And he was fed up with kind of the chaos of the way things were managed. The community said, what the fuck? That's not what we're about, right? And, I, and I, I have to say, I think hiring somebody kind of with that personality was a mistake that Sushi made, Maki made, whomever. Um, but once you have him in there, you either need to let the guy do what he does, which is lead, right? And be a mm -hmm. strong technical lead and go the direction he wants it to go or you find somebody else to do it. So he he suggested that the community got outraged. There's been other messes at Sushi uh, over the last few months um, on releases and timing and delays that have pissed people off. And so he became the the target. Yeah. Um, I, didn't he do something? Re I saw something recently where somebody was proposing a, a big kind of token allocation to like all the developers and founders. And yeah, well, and what he said was that was, he was him. excluding himself. Yeah. Well, he at first he said, look, I took a big pay cut and people got outraged because he makes three hundred thousand dollars a year. But if you Not look much. around, no, I if mean, you look around space. at the skill set in this space and what people are making, I mean, go launch your own project and make $50 million, right? Mm -hmm. So all he was trying to say was, if we want to have the best and brightest, the core team was not being paid by the by the sushi community, right? They, they were not being paid or rewarded for performance. And all he was saying was, let's do this right. Let's get everybody on the team paid. Let's make sure everybody's comfortable and happy, and then we'll move forward. So, you know, you basically have the story of two separate management teams, Maki and Styles and Joseph's style. And when Maki left, it was up to Joseph to run things. And he just didn't fit. You know, he just doesn't fit. And and the community basically ran him out. Um, no. I think that's very dangerous for Sushi right now. I think the only um, I think the best thing that can happen right now is that Maki comes back for six months and they they reboot and 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 find a new team or lead team yeah. person to run it. Well, anytime, you know, you're look, the culture in decentralized crypto is much different from centralized 
say, corporate culture or finance right. culture. And, you know, it's very hard to lay those. I mean, what you want if you're a crypto company, you bring those guys in because um, they are gatekeepers for the big capital out there that you want to come into your project. You don't really bring them in to run the project. I mean, right. also what happened with, um, I'm going to say consensus, um, but, you know, when they started, they had a flat organization. I mean, there was like 6,000 people reporting to Joe Lubin and it was right. total chaos. And they had to like rip that all down and put in a hierarchy for it. And, you know, I, I, it appears to have worked, um, but lots of pain along the way. And so when you're bringing in all these Harvard and Stanford MBAs and stuff to do this, you know, they're taught to do things one way. And it's certainly not to ha not have control. I mean, it's about right. control. So I think when you're transitioning and looking at how to get to the next level, I think you've got to stay true to your roots in this and either be what you started off to be or yep. just go whole in and be the other side and accept the fact that you're going to lose 70% of your customers. So, you know, we all see this all the time, you know, business process reengineering and M&A integration and all that. It, it's very tricky in this space. So I think yep. you're right. I think the best solution is mock you back for a little while, yep. go back to the roots, the true core now again this is DeFi, so there's that you know hammer of um regulatory stuff coming and i think maybe that was part of the thinking about bringing him in to kind of get him good with the regulators sure but i think you got to go back and just be true to your roots and you exclude all the americans if you have to and stay that way and then for DeLong, you know go start up another one that yep. is going to be what you want it to be and, you know, bring some of these people in, have them seed it, cut a deal with Maki where you get your treasury and seed capital and go from there. And then it's like, you know, you have two different types of of, of things. So, right. you know, I think it's just a, you know, it's always tough to see that play out on Twitter, too. You know, most yep. of the time this shit happens in the back room. Exactly. You know, nobody sees everybody crying. Well, and I think that's the mistake he made is mm. he kind of follows the philosophy of, you know, let's just make this an open community. We'll, we'll, we're going to put it out there and discuss it. And I actually su support having public open discussions. I think it's yeah. better in a forum for the project, not on Twitter, right? Like a, a, a forum where it's all community members instead of publicly on Twitter, because then what you do is you make everyone like me go, well, how much do I want to put in sushi right now? Cause I don't know where this project's going. Right. And so, um, and the other thing is, is I, 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 you know, if I'm Maki and I've had my first two months of retirement and playing advisor and venture capitalist, I don't know if I want to come back to this mess. Well, you know, you know here's what I would say. Maki, here's your team right here. And we're only 600,000 each a year, not 300. <laughs> <laughs> but um, enough. Look, sushi at 575. It's a buy. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the sushi job. I won't yeah. take the CTO job, but I'll definitely take the job. I would love yeah. to. I'm not a job job. Don't get me wrong, people. I don't do jobs. Just make sure you The consulting that. gig. Yeah, um, I, but I'll certainly advise. A boatload uh, of tokens, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But the point is that, you know, Brad's the best digital marketing, UI, crypto, everything kind of guy. I'm more focused in on tokenomics, finance, strategy, you know, the investment banking side, M&A, exits, monetizing, all the money stuff. And that's why, you know, you need all those people who can work together. We've been doing it for five or six years. And, you know, occasionally we have different opinions. Together. But, We've been doing yeah. it because we're, we're not 25. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> We've been but, doing you know, other stuff for a lot longer. Yeah, for another t- um, long time. Uh, <laughs> love you long time. <laughs> but uh, no, um, so look, let's, so, you know, sushi at $5.75 right now. I mean, look, yeah. that's, that's normally... 10 plus, you know, yeah. I, I would, this is when you buy stuff when it's in distress. They got yep. more protocols, I think, than anybody. Yeah. Um, they're on they're every, on every chain. chain. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to talk. And they have multi- awesome projects. Yeah. Go look at Miso. It's one of the best formulated launch pads out there. Look at the interfaces they design. Look, th- this is, there's a great, um, there's great bones here. It, 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 it's got a lot of functionality, a lot of cool projects. So and look at look at this pool, just so we can get through some of these other ones too. Um, Ohm and oh, what e- is that? Ohm Weath, eighty-seven percent. What the okay. fuck? Yeah. So I mean, look, that's that's a winner, right is that, there. It's not, but you know what? It's not S Ohm. That somebody should do an S Ohm so I can oh, pull yeah. my staking tokens out because otherwise nobody's going to pull their nobody's going to pull their staking to- I- their tokens out to there. How much I is in there? I'm curious. 87,000 or 90 something thousand, not a whole ton. Yeah. But there's convex right there. That's the um player in the curve wars. Yeah, that's 62%. I mean, look, and these are just these are like middle of the road APRs or APY. What is this APR? A- or APY, I can't remember what we're doing here. Uh get to the top, baby. Get to the APRs. So yeah, you know, you compound that, which you can do on polygon, you know, that's number, you know goes sky high. I mean, yeah. 80,000 or something like that. Yeah. So that's, you know, good stuff on sushi swap. You know, they got a lot of different types of farms. Just go dig through that. Um, on Ave, you got really good borrowing rates on stables right now. Um, you know, if you do the variable, if you can, I mean, Gemini dollars there now too. die. Uh, I don't know. True USD. That's interesting. USD. God, there's a lot of new ones here. Um, but the, oh, oh yeah. It's USDP. That must be USD Polygon or something because I'm on. I think no, I'm on, no, I'm on. I never heard too, of that. So I'm on Ave too. Um, let's look at the Polygon one real quick. Yeah, so this is the one I'm used to looking. I'm going to look up USDP. Matic, you know, look, you can basically borrow USDC at four percent, you know, and get a two point seven four percent, you know, bonus for borrowing. So you're borrowing at a net one point to eight i believe is your net um interest rate and you go park that in some pools somewhere else and in ave is you know as blue chip as it gets you know i always talk about it i i have to admit i sort of sold out of it a couple of weeks ago um i don't know where it's at right now i think it was i saw it at like 180 or something i mean that's a huge bargain right now if that's where it is but um, usdp is paxos i i i mean they must have changed the name i think it used to be called pax or Paxos, um, mm-hmm. and I think they changed the name to USDP uh, just okay, so, for branding, so people know it's a stablecoin. Yeah, so we had. I like think had Paxos a- is provides the infrastructure um, for BUSD Binance's stablecoin. I think they, oh. I, I think they are the. Yeah, they are. So BUSD. Now the other interesting thing is Pax Gold. Um, so they have a gold-backed coin as well, which is cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. side yeah, track. no, that's interesting. No, no, that's okay. So then I jumped to quick swap. And, you know, the returns always look really high here. I just don't ever, something is weird in these calculations because I never feel like I'm getting as much as I should. Um, oh, interesting you should say that. Yeah. I was. I interviewed a guy from a really, that has a really cool product um, called Ricochet Exchange. 
Mm. Um, then I'm going to, the episode will come out. I, I'm, we're having to redo part of it. There was a technical issue, but um, probably next week late. Um, really brilliant, big brain guy who's been doing some really cool shit. Anyway, um, it, one of the points that he made was part of the tech infrastructure that, that they use um, actually uh, runs and checks um, whether or not the APIs are really what they say they are. And, and he says that on the whole, these things are all full of errors. Like you're, you're, you're and, and he said that it's a hard math problem for those exchanges to actually calculate it in real time too. So it's not really like they're trying to mislead. It is that it's There's impossible to get it completely accurate. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Cause sometimes I'm just shocked at like, look at this uh, Polka bridge USDT pool. Um, you know, all my poker bridge is staked over on that poker bridge site, but right, look, fifty five thousand four hundred thirty percent APY. So it includes the rewards right. plus the fees. So right. look, you know, you look at it, you're going, okay, the total rewards, total fees are basically eleven hundred and twelve hundred three dollars. I think is the math total per day for this fifty two grand. So you know, you divide twelve hundred by you know, um, into the 52,000 and you're not really getting a big number. No. So to me, I'm like, how does it get to 55,000? It seems a little high, but nevertheless, you know, if you've got it and you got stables, you're looking for something to do with it. You'll one still day we hold. should climb in. One day we should climb into how these are calculated. Talk to some of the guys at the exchanges. Like I can, I could probably get the, the dev guys at define to come on the show yeah. and have them walk us through what really is happening on the back end well right? see here's yeah what the difference with these guys with quick swap is they also they basically show the rewards and the fees right so most of the other ones aren't lumping it all together um right. it's like rewards yeah yeah and so this is what makes it look kind of crazy and i've had this happen repeatedly i just started not really trusting it as much but but still it's better than nothing whatever it is um and I saw a couple of Sandmatic is pretty good. That's another kind of uh, gaming play, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then a lot of this stuff, I don't really know everything down here too well. But still, look, I mean, the yields are above 500% on that page. Page two. That's three, sorry. You know, I'm always ready to jump. Um, you know, our old SIF chain still hanging in there at 265. I'm just in spot. Iris and SIF chain, you know, these are all other plays on that. Um, I mean, first page is where you'd go there. Now, Crystal, um, again, I was looking at this earlier, and, you know, you, I've been hearing about Dogira a bunch lately. I don't do anything. I think it's like a dog coin of some kind is my guess. Yeah. Um, but still, 445%. As Brad these, Sherman would say, Dodge coin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this one is, um, you know... This is a smaller one, but you know we've been messing around in this for like six to eight months, so I trust yep. these guys. Well, and, and these... I'm having I'm having direct conversations with the leaders at Crystal, so yeah. um, now they can still rug any day. They're all anon. Don't get me wrong, but I'm actually doing deals work with them for uh -huh. some projects, and yep. they're th not only are they impressive in in their willingness to work with people they work their asses off so anyway yeah so you got to you know if you have any of this this is a good place to kind of pool it 
and then stake it in the other side of the stuff. Oh, I see. I see what you've been doing over here. Blue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, what was interesting is that um, the Azuki Matic pool down to 3.59%. I don't know if you're still in that one. No, I, I've been long gone for a while. Yeah. Shh, don't tell Ray. Yeah. No, but I mean, everybody's gone. That was consistently in the 80 to 90 to 100,000 range. It's down to 38. Yeah. So I think everybody's over back to Cometh or something. Well, wait, uh, I'll tell you real quick. Hmm? All yield farms are ending for Doki and Azuki for the near term. Oh, okay. So those those will no longer be available um, pre uh, some activities Stuff. happening in pre the project. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, but what about the single token staking on the actual Doki Doki platform? I think that will still stay. Um, I didn't get into the minute details with him about it, but I was involved in the conversation about uh, telling the crystal guys, hey, uh, they wanted to come back and renew for another month. And he said, we're going to be holding off on that because of what's about to come. Yeah. And then they'll be back. Yeah. You know, so to somewhere. But yeah, but and I, I, I will tell people when I say I'm not in this. That does not mean I'm not buying this. Buying what? The Azuki? Azuki and Doki. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I've been adding to that myself just because the price is right. Yeah. Um, and I know he, they announced the permissionless stuff, I believe. Coming and, very soon. Yeah, and that's going to be pretty interesting. Dude, we're going to blow out the biz dev on that. You and I and Ray, we're going to. Well, I tell you that there's so many places to go with that. Um, I was talking to somebody. I still oh, no. want to do the airdrop concept. Like I want to machine. I want to I want to pitch projects on airdrop and fair launches using doki machines yeah everybody comes in they buy the nft they get some randomized number of tokens connected to the nft that's how you you populate out emissions well you know it's you oh, make sorry. it fair i'm jumping Go in ahead. fast but um, no. you know when i was at the conference the one of world conference at art basel nft thing um the corporate development guy for iheart radio was there and you know they're the biggest radio operator in the country I think they do 200, I think he said 233 stations and they do a lot of concert festivals. So the first one post pandemic, the first live one in like however long it took, um, when they did that one, they do, they do these NFT launches around the shows and, you know, people get them and then there's, um, they get perks or experience or something with it, you know, some way to kind of, um, engage better with the brand and, you know, some other VIP type stuff, but, you know, you could then with the fair launch concept from Doki Doki, the permissionless one, you could have different strata like VI backstage passes, you right. know, five of them out of a thousand NFTs. And right. basically the NFTs on your phone. And then that's maybe, I don't know, QR codes yeah. in it or some, some way, but you scan it to get backstage or, or you show your device, but then all these other things, it could be, you know, discounts on the next thing or download yeah. the song at Spotify, you know, all these other things that, you know, you can have, because right now they're just doing everything equal. You know, right. everybody's trying to fair launch it all equal, the same cost. But now if you stratify it and make it more like a game, like, well, like Doki does, so that would so be for, interesting. Yeah. And for my fair launch idea, what I want to do is, and there's all kinds of permutations of this, but here's one example. So everybody has, everybody that wants to get on a token launch, right, has to buy an NFT. And let's say you have to spend $1,000 just for our example, right? Mm -hmm. Out of, 
let's say they're you know raising 10 million what's a thousand into 10 million whatever it is um out of all of those people um some segment there will be say two people that for the thousand dollars actually become complete whales like there's a bonus for like two people with nfts right so there are two mm -hmm. nfts in the mix that get this significant allocation and everybody else gets some variable and random number of tokens right my question is do you think people would take a chance on that right do if if you did a launch a token launch where you're paying you're paying a thousand dollars to get the nft and then attached to the nft is some number of tokens um guaranteed to be within say 20 percent of what you spent lower or higher right and then two people will become whales right so they get some astronomical number of tokens i think i would go for that if i liked the project if the project was cool right if yeah. i thought the project had a good model well what about this what if um i mean i hope i'm not just making up math as i go but what if everybody's guarantee you know you guarantee a flat number of tokens for that thousand let's just say right. they're a dollar so you get a thousand tokens but right. there's also bonuses on top of it so nobody gets less than what they spent but a certain amount of people get more and a certain amount of people get a lot more yeah so i like that and i thought about that but i also like the idea of the gamble of people that actually you know you keep an even number of tokens but you could definitely do it that way the other thing yeah, i just, thought of yeah. is if in order like for a set amount of time in order to keep liquidation low and sell pressure low for a set amount of time if you transfer those tokens there's a minimum burn or you can't transfer the tokens unless you sell the nft right so there's some lock in that value while the team is building the project i'm just making like, shit up as i go yeah like that. you got to burn the nft to sell the tokens right right yeah something like that and the and That's the nft perfect. and the nft is like be uh, like chain binders like like the chain binders nfts right it's got an inherent value of those tokens attached to it but maybe it also has future shit that you're going to do right if we're using the lit protocol and it's connected to it then the project can say okay in six months everybody that's the original person that bought the nft like this is kind of like this is kind of like the smart coin manipulation but without manipulating you make the rules clear from the beginning in six mm -hmm. months, everyone that bought the original NFT and holds it in six months is going to get some extra bonus, whether it's an airdrop, a new token, another NFT, whatever it is. If you were the original buyer of the NFT and you hold on to it, it's going to have X value in six months added to it, right? And yeah. and if you like sell it into type. this, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's up to you. You can always sell your tokens anytime you want, but you've got to burn the NFT so you no longer can uh do the other uh, stuff do the other stuff and yeah. then you can go sell your tokens well and also if you like say the next concert you know if you still have the nft you know maybe you get a discount on the ticket of 10 percent or something or maybe you can spin the wheel to see what the discount is just other things that in, I, I know where you're going you're trying to incentivize the people to hold the token and yeah. to hold the token you got to hold the nft um, right. A lot of the music, like Avenged Sevenfold is doing a lot of really cool stuff with NFTs right now, too. Um, but a lot of them, it's all about, you know, enhancing the fan experience with, yep. with their, you know, chosen artist. And so I think anything that fosters that, but then keeps them engaged and keeps them coming back to the next show or the next, um, you know, release or the next 
thing or, you know, yeah. the next inside information on the band, what they're doing, et cetera. Um, I think all those things add perks. Like, you know, what if one of the top rewards was, um, you know, when you do that was something like, you know, hey, private jet ride to Vegas for the show and right. backstage passes and, you know, a suite at wherever, you know, right. Casino, oh, I like that. Whatever. Things like that. I mean, you'd get people really engaging on that. Yeah. And it's oh, a go no ahead, lose sorry. situation. No, it's a no lose right. situation. So. Right. You're still getting the value, but then there's bonuses to, to participate. Yeah. yeah. So real quickly, um, and we could talk about this. I'm going to talk, we talk about it in the podcast quite a bit, but this project ricochet exchange, it's using superfluid streaming money concept that I talked about mm -hmm. uh, previously. And I interviewed the founder of superfluid Fran, one of the founding core team members, which I think has the potential to dramatically change how we treat money and pay people. Right. Because, Oh yeah. I remember this. Yes. Um, Superfluid does a payment system on Ethereum that sends out payments every second. So if you're supposed to get $1,000, the, the payer has that money. Uh, you're supposed to get $1,000 a month, has that money in a wallet. And then every second, a portion of that is sent out to you, right? So Ricochet Engine is a, um, uh, there's, well, there's three primary, there's three models for it. One is a launch pad, which is a really cool concept. We'll talk about another day, but a lot of fun. I would love to see a token launch using this because it would be just a blast to watch. Um, another project that they're working on and launching and then the primary Ricochet Exchange. So what they started off with is they're targeting um, employers. So like a sushi, right? That mm -hmm. is paying people. And so all of these projects are moving to using um, Ricochet Exchange or, or, or <sighs> Fluid. What's the name of the project now? My brain is farting. Anyway, they're using streaming money to pay people, right? So the idea is if I work for, it's not, I'm not saying Sushi's doing it. I'm just saying as an example, yeah. let's say I'm doing project work for Sushi. I have a six month contract or a year contract or a two year contract. It's not even a contract. I'm just a core contributor. And every month I get 1000 Sushi, right? Well, if I want to, or 1000 USDC or whatever it is that I've agreed to be paid in, if I want to, I can take the streaming money that's coming coming in and in ricochet exchange i can set it up to pick one or multiples of coins and it automatically when that one second stream of money comes in it automatically buys the coins i tell it i want to buy so what's cool is as a as somebody earning money you have your money available to you that's coming in and you can take it if you want to out of your wallet and spend it right but if you're not dependent on all of that money uh, to live on this system is actually DCAing you. And let's say you want to accumulate ETH, right? And a project is paying US in USDC. Every second, you're buying ETH with the money that's coming in every second. So you're getting the ultimate kind of averaged buy of the project, but you don't have to think about it. And mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about the fees. You don't have to do anything. It's just buying this for you every second. You're getting more ETH accumulated into your wallet with the buys of it or Bitcoin or whatever you want. Well, W Bitcoin. Um, yeah. so it's a really cool concept because of that. But then, um, the other thing that they have is a lending and borrowing protocol and they're adding that to it. So conceptually you could be earning a thousand bucks a month or 5,000 or 10,000 bucks a month, automatically accumulating ETH and never spend it. Right. So instead of spending it, you just borrow against it, do a leverage borrow against it and live on the borrowed money while you continue to accumulate more 
ETH in the background from your stream of money coming in. So those are cool concepts. But here's the really cool thing. He's American-based in Philly, and he's doxxed. His name is Michael Ginn, right? Really smart, long-term Solidity developer. This guy's brilliant. Ricochet? And, okay. uh, Ricochet.exchange. So here's what he did. He actually, had, the project has a token. Well, maybe it's not ricochet.exchange. R-I-C-O-C-H-E-T dot exchange. Maybe that's not yeah. that. Maybe it's ricochet.finance. Hold on. I'll tell you. R-I-C-O-C-H-E-T dot exchange. It is. Okay, exchange. Well, do you have an HTTPS extension on your browser? Oh, of course. Yeah, see, that's now it's loading. Okay. 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 Um, so what he did was there's a token for this project. They don't put it, there is a, somebody created a liquidity pool for it, but there's no value on the token outside of the ecosystem and they have a bounty okay. program. So people could come in and design a new button for the interface or set up a biz dev deal or write code to implement an analytics tool or some other such thing, right? For the project. And they have a list of all the bounties they need to do, work that needs to be done, People come into the community, they're in the ecosystem, and they're earning this Rick coin, right? But the project has expressly said, Rick coin has no external value. You're not buying this. You could buy the token, but you're not buying the token for its future value. You're buying the token to use in the ecosystem, right? And they use their mm -hmm. exchange to allow people to stream by the Rick token, right? So you can actually buy it if you want to, mm. but it has no value outside of Ricochet Exchange. But here's what they did. Rather than say to people, okay, we're paying you in Ricochet coin and we have all these tokenomics and liquidity pools and yield farming and all that other shit outside at other exchanges, they don't do any of that. And they pay people in Rick coin and you can accumulate all this Rick coin and there's all these future things that you'll be able to buy with the Rick coin, right? Or do within their ecosystem with the Rick coin. But the cool thing is they built a lending protocol on it. So it's not leveraged because you, the price doesn't matter. Rickcoin is Rickcoin. But if you're earning Rickcoin in this ecosystem, you can actually go borrow USDC against it and live on it with this no. coin that really has no inherent value. So I think in, in just my conversation with him last night, I think he solved the Huey problem, right? He's created a mechanism for people to get value for the work they do without creating a token. So incentivizes people to be a member of the DAO involved and create value without having a publicly launched token with the expectation of profits, right? They're not, they're, they don't have a token that's out there in the market where people have an expectation of profits as driven right. by him, right? Or his organization. So I, I thought it was a really cool concept. No, I, I like that. I like, you know, that old client of mine, ours encryption, you know, they kind of had a token too. It's on exchanges and stuff, but it's really for the functioning of the marketplace, you know, in their case, right. it's genomic data. So I like how these guys are using a token to facilitate the internal ecosystem, now, but not yeah. putting it outside exchanges. So now look at the, the first one. Yeah, look USDC at the first Rick. one. So yeah. that's their Rick token, right? Now here's the launch pad. So he's got a, a couple of customized mechanisms for this, but projects who can launch on it, not using his model, but a public sale, right? Mm -hmm. So you could set up, let's say you're going to launch a token, right? You can set up a stream. So... Let's say that you say the token at launch is $1,000 a piece. So as long as okay. there's one person 
buying into the stream, the token is a thousand dollars a piece. As soon as the token, as soon as somebody else comes in, that token is split, and now the token is five hundred dollars a piece. And the more people that pile in, the lower cost for acquisition there is. So you're actually driving the price down, but you're having a cross a, a price discovery mechanism. So you can be the guy that gets all of it and you're paying a premium or more and more people come in and everybody's paying a lower price and more people have it. He's got, I'll, I'll tell we talk a lot about it in the podcast, but, but he's got this really cool system set up to make this a viable launch pad for token projects. So that sounds cool. Let's, let's talk more about that later. Cause I, could see a lot of interesting angles there. And I like the fact that it's not, you know, demand is just going to grow supply of token, not drive price out of the range of so many buyers. Exactly. Can you buy fractional pieces? Well, you, know? you would be, you would be. As soon as two people are in, you're buying a fraction of a token. Okay. So they're just breaking one token into many pieces. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I just to jump to these last two before we go. Um, Cometh Swap, Must, you know, this is where there was a lot of Azuki in Doki stuff, yeah, here it is, right here, ninety-one percent. There's never really much here at a at a decent rate. I haven't been in this in you know a couple of weeks, but right. they're good guys. They're honest. Again, as far as I could tell, I've never had a problem with them. Well, but, you look, know, I mean, the guy is president of Ethereum France. The founder yeah. is president of Ethereum France. He's not going to do anything to fuck up his reputation. The thing about about Cometh is they're focused on their game, right? So they run the swap, the exchange, the decks. They do yield farms. They kind of have that laying back there on autopilot and have somebody working on it. And there's some interesting thing happening there, but don't expect like any um, uh, innovative technology coming out of it because they, their innovation is all in their game and their yeah. yield farming within the game and the, the gameplay mechanics. But they often have really cool pools that get launched here and can pay you a lot in APY. Yeah. And so finally, from my end, um, I do see a message there. I don't. I can't really read it too well. But followers oh. primes from is it a marketing message? I can't tell. I don't know. Let's. Oh well. Can I copy this? No, I guess I yeah. can't. I don't that's know what that means. Do. Followers, primes, and viewers. Maybe that's something coming to us from Streamyard. It's telling us how many. Oh, uh, this is Twitch. I, I think it's. I think somebody's spamming us. Okay. Um, so. You know, over here on Define, which, you know, I haven't been in a while. I still own Router. Router was the one that's the multi-chain, cross-chain right. liquidity thing. Um, that's still been moving. And as you know, we mentioned yesterday, Define's on the way back up. But, you know, they got some nice, again, you know, lots of followers in Telegram, lots of action. But they got some, yeah. they rolled over pools. I don't know what NIAX is, but there you can see 2,300%. USDC, ELE, I don't really know what that is, but that's a decent one. And then you come down, we all know, well, Matrix, I still hold some of that. SHIB and ETH at, look, SHIB and ETH at 3,988%. Holy shit. Um, you know, I, I don't hold any. And of right that. now the news is good for SHIB. Like, you yeah. know, the like fact an that ecosystem a payment and, token, it's yep. like fucking crazy. Yeah. Whereas, you know, they're actually going to turn it into something, it sounds like. Um, mm. And then, of course, yeah. you got all the standbys. You know, Luna, Define, Chainlink, Define, Ave, Define, all, you know, 93, 140, 101. If you got stuff in your wallet that's not doing anything, you know, this is kind of where to look. There's still a lot of good stuff here. Um, I should check the dual token farms real quick because I haven't been in there in a while either. Um, Razor, Nord, Route, Emo. It's kind of the same ones. But look, this yeah. is, I was in this one forever. 
um, you know, just because I sold the Define, it was only because I was up and I kind of, you know, I was feeling it that, you know, I have a little concern about holding the Dex coins right now just because there's so many of them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, still, you know, we've talked to them a bunch. Great, great people. Great project. So yep. don't hesitate to to do stuff there. Um, and I think that was it. What I had, I just focused on Polygon today. I'll run into Trader Joe's and Spooky and Spirit over on Phantom. And Trader Joe's on AVAX and Spooky and Spirit on Phantom. And then um, I do want Arby's Finance on Arbitrum. I'm in there too, but oh, actually I do own that one. So we'll just kind of look at those pools. Um, but there yeah. was a, something, this one I thought you might, was this? No, that's the Unistow one. I sent one to the link on Ohm, just that so we can close on that one, I guess. But um, a whole bunch of new issuances are going on over at Ohm. Um, Ohm, okay, hold on. In the bonds? Yeah, let me pull this over. You mean, this you mean one. in the bonds? Yeah. Um, wait, is this the one? Where is it? I thought I sent it to you today. Uh, I don't have the telegram open at the moment. Omen, yeah, Omen, here we go. Umami partnering Olympus Dow. That's on our Beatrum. That's the Z20 guys. Um, where the fuck am I? It's down here. Um, well, I'll have to save this one for tomorrow rather than trying to dig it out. But there's okay. a whole bunch of new bonds showing up on Ohm um, that we need to talk about tomorrow. Cool. All right, I'm good, this, man. Yeah, I'm good too. I got to go do Everybody, some stuff. Everybody, thank you. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching, listening. Thanks for telling your friends. Uh, we appreciate any tweets or uh, mentions of what we're doing here. Um, and uh, hope everyone has a lovely, lovely day. And if you don't join us tomorrow, but you should, uh, have a lovely weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And um, did we? Still I have felt a like list it was of... Friday already. I know it's been a long week. Um, yeah. We do need to go through that list of people that have asked questions about different ones, right? We yeah, I've got to pull those up. I just haven't had time, you know, working on the documents for the fund. Yeah, so. let's work through. Yeah, that's a priority, of course. Let's get that done because yes. I got people everywhere wanting to see it. But um, let's try to maybe get, we'll just do them live, go through them all tomorrow at the same time, maybe. Perfect. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Hey, buddy, have a good one. All right. I'll call you back later, Brad. See you all. Right, cool. Talk to you. Bye, everyone. Okay.